0: Choir. Hello! Good gracious, has it been this long? It is the 6th of August, 2014, Episode number 167 uh, of The Skeptic Wire. That's what you're listening to, by the way, in case you couldn't tell by the intro music, which has been refreshingly put in to open up. I'll shut up. I'm your host, Carolina, and with me are Donna Swafford. Hello, hello, hello. And Craig Perrine. Or Chewbacca. We're going to get a lot out of him. Hey, uh, how was was that... uh, Oh shoot! Earth Day episode that you did. What was that From These the Christmas special or the oh, Easter oh, the, special? Um, oh,
1: what is it? Life Day. Life Day. Day. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were talking about us doing a like an Earth Day episode of this podcast. No, I no got we're confused. doing a Life
0: Day. Yeah, because we're gonna be talking about Ebola today, which is anti-life. Eh, not mm. so. Not like the Fifth Element kind of thing. But no, well, it's. I mean, it'll kill you. It's
2: a part of life. It's part of the circle of life.
0: Uh, it is. It's...
2: it's, <laughs> it's, it's okay,
0: whatever. What <laughs> do they say? I don't know what they say. <laughs> I don't think they know what they say. We don't know what we're saying, but
2: we're going to say it, it. sounds sort of African-ish.
0: <laughs> I thought he was like
1: auctioning something off. No, I don't know what's was, going on anymore. He was anymore. doing the
2: beginning of The Lion King.
1: Oh, I get it now. Circle of life, yeah. Circle of life, gotcha.
0: Uh, Gotcha. Okay, Mufasa. Wow. Yeah, your your dog kind of looks like a uh, a hyena. A little bit.
2: I'm just just a little bit.
0: Anyway, uh, (laughs) She, she does laugh at your pain. Yes. So, so how's everybody's? Month, month, Ben. We had a we had a month off. It was, it was it was fun. It was good. I got a new car. Yay! Had had to, had to replace the uh, sexy momobile without a mom with the sort of a mini. I think I called it. I'm calling it Ariana Mini Nomomatron. because <laughs> it's white. That's <laughs> like Ariana Huffington. Arian, <laughs> Arian Arian Arian. Oh, mini Arian, because okay. it's.
1: That's yeah. quite a mouthful. I think you it need is. another nickname, like just the Gary Mobile or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, um, i agree for everyone to say Ariana Mini Nomomatron.
2: <laughs> I can't. No, no, I no. really can't, okay? Because I'm sitting here going, no. I'm good with work. my
1: tongue, but not that good.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that isn't what she
2: said.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just going to leave the debate there. <laughs>
0: So anyway, anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, I also got a job, so I'm Yay! employed. Yay! Still haven't graduated, but I've got a job.
1: <laughs> You've done everything but finish your thesis, exactly,
0: or begin writing it. That's, I, oh no, it's it's begun. Oh good, I'm 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 begunning. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't finished it. Anyway, finish the damn movie. All right, move it out.
2: I got a new job. You Yay! Donna right? got a new job! Yeah. Yay! Yep. I actually just started last week. It's been uh, pretty cool.
1: Mostly orientation and, like, <laughs> filling out HR stuff or uh, actual work?
2: Actual work. Very good. They kind of went, here, we need this done. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Skip the HR stuff. Yeah, you know how to fill out all the paperwork. <laughs> awesome. That was pretty much the whole conversation about HR. Other than me going, how often do I get paid? And they're like every two weeks, and I'm like done. Right <laughs> way to get paid. So, so how I, are you doing? I,
1: I did not, I did not get a new job, but nope. coincidentally, in this in these couple months since we've been taking a semi hiatus, I've had more work to do at work, which is lucky, I guess, because that means that I've had stuff to do during the day besides read up articles for the show. <laughs> right.
0: And you have work, which is also a nice. Yes,
1: thing. it's it's always good for to be employed, as you now know, Gary. Well, I've always known that, and you
0: didn't even <laughs> want it.
1: <laughs> you fi- finally feel the
0: experience the way it's meant to be felt. That's just like way a more m- lascivious than like this job muppet. is. Right, what? I have someone's hand up my ass? No, it's just made of Movement felt. Enough. Oh, I see. I'm confused. Moving on. <laughs> Welcome back to the Awkward Pauses. <laughs>
1: yes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so. Wow, what an abrupt edit that was.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? I've got, I've got actually a little story to tell about my week. Last week was the San Antonio Film Festival. and Was it festive? I, yeah, for the most part. Were there films? Things. There were lots of films.
1: Were there films
0: involving you?
2: Yes. There was, I think, all total... I had nine projects that I worked on featured in the film festival,
0: and she stayed up so much that she eventually had films on her eyes and her teeth.
2: That is true too. <laughs> that is true too. But so,
0: I,
1: th- I think we should just let her talk. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Um, the official well, not of,
1: let her talk. That's completely and utterly sexist. I apologize. Oh, just
2: wait. We haven't even got to the sexist portion of my commentary. So the first official night was Wednesday. And a, a big film that I've worked on, and I will spew the name here because I can, now hiring. Oh, I've worked on that. And Gary also worked on I it. I
1: did not work on that. And I, basically I think I'm very had happy
2: its, that. Basically had its, its uh, premiere. Because all of our other previous screenings were private screenings. So this one was the big, uh, you know, oh, look, yay. Anybody can get and tickets. and
0: tuxedos and yeah. gowns. I think I had a friend see it. He didn't get back to me. (laughs) Hey,
2: we're getting a lot of great press and everything else. But right before our movie was a documentary about baseball and the steroid scandal. Yeah. Because I'm not going to name names, but there is a certain baseball player who, let me just put it this way, probably... You know what they say about steroids and what it does to a man's.
0: Was he was he walking around with a cup because uh, he had the adverse uh, side effects in the other regions? I'm pretty
2: sure. And he also <laughs> was one of those. Oh my god, he was the guy wearing like the the bedazzled shirt with like the crosses, be, you know, sparklies on it and but, on but
0: the- open yes. to show up the hairy chest. Right. Kind of okay. Thing. Oh, so he didn't have bitch tits like Robert Paulson.
2: Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, we're standing there. The, the festival director introduces me to this guy. Who, FYI, took so long in the question and answering that our movie was delayed by almost an hour and a half. Holy
0: shit. Famous baseball player, though.
2: Famous baseball player, though.
0: Well known in the circles. It's a diamond that they play baseball in. But oh.
1: continue, Donna. Sorry.
2: So, he introduces me and he goes, This is Donna. You know, she's basically says kind of, She's a big deal. She's a,
0: she's a big deal. Yeah.
2: And the guy looks at me and asks me where I got my boobs done. <laughs> Not, hi, it's like, nice to meet you. Like
1: where you got your hair done salon type thing? No, or?
2: like who put the implants in? <laughs> Just <Okay>. leaving <laughs> this. The
0: first thing he said. Uh, how, how tall is this person, by the way?
2: Uh, probably 5'10", five, 5'10". Five,
0: okay. So a little okay, taller than you. Okay, I am 5'2", right,
2: right. so everybody is taller than me, okay? Right, but
0: I didn't know if he was, like, looking at you, like, eye to eye. or No, he purposely was, down was that, looking down.
2: down. And I you adm- were
0: wearing a dress. I was
2: wearing a dress, yeah. and I admit it, I had a very nice... You have the cleavage! wire that...
0: of doom! ...that
2: <laughs> lifted and separated. Okay. i just right. put it that way, you know. So they were on display.
0: Backwards into the... Le- no, wait, that's a different... Flow. Never mind. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, but the first words out of his mouth, mouth was... Like, are,
2: where did you get your boobs done?
0: And so you weren't you were really impressed with his, my, uh, with uh, I his playing I believe my response
2: was, holy shit, that was inappropriate, dude. <laughs> awesome.
1: Did you actually say yes. that? Yes. Good, great. Because yeah.
2: I, I, it was a choice between, holy shit, that's inappropriate, dude, or fuck off and walk away. I decided, holy shit, that was inappropriate... Especially considering the three people standing behind me were gay and were checking out
0: the cup. <laughs> the cup. I was, I was say, as you say, are you wearing a cup? Because I hope you are.
1: <laughs> well, I, I applaud you for not breaking a beer bottle over a table and sticking it into a I,
2: I yeah. really, really... I, if I'd had that available, I I would have.
1: All right. Well, that is what harassment policies are for, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently San Antonio Film,
0: uh... Doesn't have one well, place. maybe they do, but it didn't catch him in time yeah exactly anyway well sorry I had to go through that yeah but we like the story
2: yeah (laughs) people seem to enjoy it when i talk about my boobs
0: (laughs) and people's (laughs) reaction to them
2: (laughs) they are large and in charge that's all i'm gonna say
0: (laughs) okay so do we have a amazon guest list
1: Yes! Ooh. So, uh, previous couple years we've done, to start up the show, we've done more uh, a quiz on whose birthday it is today, but last time, last show, we did a Amazon one-star review quiz, where I started reading a one-star review of last time books, and you guys had to guess what it was, and uh, this time I have five TV series... Ah. Ooh. That I'm that basically reviews for the DVD releases for some of the seasons. And cosmos. <laughs> I'm,
0: just <gonna> say. cosmos.
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna start reading them, and hopefully you can like wave me off so I can stop, so the listeners can hear you with your brilliant answer. Okay. But uh, otherwise, uh, let's see how we do. So this is. Uh, if Amag- they're
2: not all cosmos. It's gonna be wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are all different series so, so
0: more than one more more than one um uh what each clue called?
1: is for one series right. which is different from the other four
0: okay and, and are are all of these do these have does each one have multiple seasons
1: yes okay because i think so it's not cosmos um yeah all of them are from multiple season shows okay I, uh, there's some of them that I wasn't entirely sure that I knew, but hey, maybe you guys know them. Okay. All right. Number one. Ultraman. No- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let me read at least something of it first, Gary. First know. you overthought the rules. <laughs> <laughs> and then you won't let me talk. Okay.
0: I'll show that now.
1: Who I'll am let, I, Donna? I'll, I'll,
0: I'll let you talk now. Should we let him talk? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was making fun of the fact that you get interrupted. So I wasn't making fun of you. I was punching up. I was.
2: (laughs) I was.
1: (laughs) All right, fine. If Gary will let me talk, I will begin with the Uh, first one. Please. Obnoxious and Fake by Movie Man Forever.
2: I doubt he's a movie man. Yeah. I'm
1: just... With the big mouth, the dyed hair that looks like it's about to attack someone, and the quote, powers she has, it all equals one big fake. She's making money from nothing. Anyone who believes this nonsense should be taken for all they have. Okay. So, female host?
2: Fe- oh, okay. Powers?
1: No. Okay.
2: Female host... Oh, uh, 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 the, uh,
0: the psychic lady chick. Uh-huh. I don't know.
2: Uh, oh, Long Island Medium?
1: Yes. Oh, okay. Long Island Medium, season three. Never seen it. <laughs> yes, uh. <laughs>
2: Apparently she's getting into a lot of trouble. I mean, there are, like, people coming out of the woodwork talking about basically how fake she actually is yeah. and being like, as I, opposed
1: to like even more fake than as the opposed to like well, John Edwards well, or I yeah. mean yeah
2: her her little how shall we say cocoon is
1: starting to unravel
2: crumble yeah.
1: yeah
0: good soon she'll she'll emerge as a lovely butterfly
1: was she the one who fairly recently started like giving this this um Reading or whatever, or something of someone's like dead friend, and they're like, No, he's right here.
2: <laughs> no, that was actually hold on. That was, um, what's her name? The one that died.
1: Was that Sylvia, Sylvia, Sylvia Brown? Brown? No. Sylvia
2: Brown, they uh-huh. did that.
1: I'm, exact I'm sure same that thing happens to every psychic. The Montel
2: but, yeah, Williams yeah. show, and they basically kicked him out, and like, you'd never see where they panned over so that right. that particular audience I, I know action. that
1: happened, but also more yeah, recently, I think, more I think recently Long there was Island another, Medium yeah.
2: said the same thing about. She said something about, like, oh, no, your friend is going to be fine or whatever, but they knew the friend had been dead. And yeah. I, I, I really try to avoid the Long Island medium <laughs> as much as possible. I know I being prefer
0: the-, the Long Island iced teas, personally. Mm,
2: sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I sounds see. tasty. Yes.
1: Let's move on to number two. Dinos ahead, one at nothing. That's true. That is true. You are losing, Gary. <laughs> number two, What a Joke by William Barnes. Don't waste your time or money watching this show. Three rednecks and a woman running around in the woods, banging on trees, and yelling to get a response.
0: Yeti, Yeti hunters. Getting
1: close. Bigfoot hunters. Getting closer.
2: Either um, way, it's not as good foot. as I in in thought it would foot? be. What? In, in search, search of Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> uh, what's another word for searching?
0: Search,
1: uh what Looking you,
2: for Bigfoot. I, I, I,
1: I, I. What do you do after you once you've looked for it? You assume that you something it. Finding Bigfoot. There you go. I'll. I'll uh, it's kind I of a it half. A, yeah. Okay, Gary give gets the too. point.
0: <laughs> Yay! It's not quite rigged.
1: So yes, this is from season five of oh, Finding Bigfoot. There's a
2: five seasons
0: of that. Crap. I
1: think there's more than five seasons. Uh, but um, yeah, have
0: they have they found Bigfoot? No, finding Bigfoot. No, obviously oh, they wait, have that not. that one got
1: canceled, didn't it? Because um, they never found them. Let's hit the Googles.
2: <laughs> I like how you start typing it in, and the first one that comes up is "finding Bigfoot fake."
0: <laughs> huh? Yay, Google!
1: Yay, skeptical Google. There's pro- usually, like, a Wikipedia article on a show. Canceled 2014. So, assume they had, like, five or six seasons or something like that. Oh, at
0: wait, least. wait a minute. Bigfoot evidence. Bigfoot. Finding Bigfoot. Not canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so, as ambiguous as their show is,
1: so is their cancellation.
0: <laughs> it's renewed. Oh, that's 2013. Holy shit. Come on.
2: Okay, this is really... Odd, because apparently they don't have a seasons three and four. Because under seasons on IMDb it says unknown six five two one.
1: Uh, I, okay, well maybe maybe IMDb is not being updated as regular Oh, I'm like, they're, they're
0: really big fans of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> one two five six three, sir. <laughs>
1: Well, yes, yeah, so that was Finding Bigfoot, a uh, complaint about how people are just trumping around in the in the uh trees. The the latter part of the review basically talks about how the hosts really just aren't that is- interesting, but there but someone Did must bank. appeal to it. So, number cast,
0: cast Matt Moneymaker, Cliff Barackman, James Bobo Fay, and Renee Holland. That
1: I guess would be the right mix that the reviewer was talking about i think so okay sorry go ahead all right so let's go on for number three idiots and hucksters by jrh i'm as open as the next person to the possibility of extraterrestrial influence on earth creatures
2: and perhaps aliens
0: yes damn
2: it (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) wow that's impressive
2: it was just a really good guess. No, there aren't
0: too many uh, other alien shows on that, that, I that
1: That's true. I, I, I did type in UFO, and it's the first thing that came up. But, uh, yeah, this person goes on to say, but these guys are just a bunch of true believers and hucksters who are not only unwilling to accept alternative explanations that don't include extraterrestrials, <laughs> but are also perfectly fine with distorting, covering up, and simply ignoring any possibilities other than their own. So... Yeah, that's, I mean, that could probably apply to any of the shows so far. so far on the list. So, um, congratulations, Donna. You I
2: just say, I'm just going to say this. I've played the Ancient Aliens drinking game one too many times. Oh, dear.
1: <laughs> so what are some of the things in that kind of show? Any
2: time that he does the hands thing, because he used to cut this little hands thing, you take a drink. <laughs> that one alone will just schnocker you by the end of the first episode that you watch. Um, and when he does that thoughtful but... It could be aliens. You take another <laughs> drink. I'm just letting you know, those two right there, boom, you're it's, out for It's the,
1: not no. the guy with the... Uh, the the cent- wild hair, yes. The centurion haircut from yes. Babylon 5? Oh, yeah. okay. Which that apparently
0: guy. hasn't always been that way. It's only recently. It's, it's grown through the series. There's
1: a great meme that is, goes around on Facebook of him, basically pictures of him progressing through the years. Yeah. Where it's a normal haircut, then a slight kind of tuffle and then a ridge yeah. and then a bigger ridge that's what i'm talking and about. it's something it's essentially saying that uh, he's not crazy he's just being very slowly abducted yes. head hair first or something like that <laughs> so yeah so H and aliens kind of crazy
0: so ready for more crazy the score is now two to one gary is not in the lead no
1: gary is not number four what a joke by David W. Bachman. Probably no relation to Michelle Bachman.
2: Are you sure about that?
1: This guy's in Kansas. Doesn't mean anything.
2: Doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah, it, pro- I said probably. I don't know for sure. This show is a joke now. The first season and perhaps the second season showed some potential. But after season three, the show turned into a soap opera. These morons draw more attention to themselves than actual, quote, investigations. Ghost hunters. Yes. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Boom. Boom! You can really see now that since they're getting paid, they care less and less about the paranormal thing. And then the guy goes on to make fun of the guy with the tattoos.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I, Ghost Hunter is kind of the start of the resurgence of the dumbass supernatural
0: reality show. It's the team of the uh, supernatural. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm thinking more of
2: the Buck Rogers of the 25th <laughs> be, century. <laughs> well, I actually watched again last night and it uh, really compare more hold up. to like
1: how Survivor or Real World really started the reality series kind of boom. And I'm
2: I'm going to make an argument that that's actually not what started it. Watch the movie Cinema Verite about it pretty much is about the first reality show it was a PBS show where they literally followed a family for several weeks and one of their sons came out and I don't remember the name of the show, but it's like a day in the life of or something.
1: So it Republicans are actually correct that PBS is actually destroying the America by yes. introducing reality TV shows.
0: <laughs> wow, yep. it's all Big Bird's fault. I, I have I have a question about Buck Rogers. Though. Does Does Wilma hold up? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. If oh. I was a lesbian, she'd totally. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I was, I was told all about that one piece, and it's awesome. Okay,
1: right. Okay, I gotta go now. Yeah. <laughs> well, so maybe while Gary thinks about that kind of stuff, this will give Donna a slight advantage on the last one, which is kind of a toughie.
2: Okay, hold on. The TV show is called The American Family. Cool. But it is actually one of the best indie films I've seen in years. I highly recommend it. Awesome.
1: Well, the the main point I was trying to make is that Ghost Hunters seem to be one of the first ones to really start. The Finding Bigfoot, the Ancient Aliens, right? Uh, the, and I'll give the you big boom. I
2: give you that, yeah. But
1: M- maybe I was incorrect in my example that I used. Yeah, you were. Wow. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> you know that I love you. Let's just move along.
1: Sure. Okay. Uh, number five. So uh, you guys are tied two to two.
2: So this one we have to tie again. So yeah. we. Yes. So that we're both queens <laughs> of the podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Fear mongering BS by Joel S. Jared, also known as Larry Poppins for some reason. I thought the show was okay until I saw the episode about Da Vinci. It was pretty obvious that the three investigators looked at all the facts and then simply made up their own fabricated story about what kind of message Da Vinci was trying to send the world. The um, dramatic narrative...
0: prophecies?
1: Nope. The dramatic narrative was created from nothing and it was cheap and cliche narrative at that. Plus, if I see another scene with those three driving around in their Lincoln SUV, a blatant and shamelessly staged product placement, or with mouths agape at a posed dramatic shock while
0: interviewing an expert,
1: I will probably vomit on my cable box!
0: Who, Who has three hosts going around talking about history?
1: The show has someone's name in it, so I think the guy hosts and sends out, quote, investigators. This only had two seasons,
0: so this is the toughie. Why I Sarah it Palin's America? <laughs> uh, um. or, or maybe uh, Michael Palin's? No, not.
1: No. close in that it has three words in the title, and the first two are the person's name, and then apostrophe S. But beyond that, no, you're wrong.
2: I'm at a loss.
0: Uh, okay, so is the guy a historian?
1: Um, is he
0: a famous? Is he famous? It's
1: hard to tell. Uh, basically seems to be most well known for writing and obviously doing a show or two about uh, conspiracies and conspiracy theories.
0: Oh, uh, um...
1: apparently the first episode of the series in reading about this uh, was about how the cornerstone of the white house supposedly went missing and must have had the only reason it could have gone missing is because the Masons stole it. And the only reason the Masons would have stole it is because someone put secret documents in the Cornerstone. Uh,
0: so, so this this guy is actually a conspiracy writer. Uh, yeah, I mean, like he's
1: probably written some books, that sort of thing.
0: Okay, so he's not like an author who's I didn't, into not I
1: didn't Google him very much, but okay. judging by reading the other
0: reviews. no, nah, I, I don't know. I am unfamiliar it with... It
1: is called Brad Meltzer's Decoded.
0: <laughs> Never heard
1: because
2: of it. Because my next guest was going to be Jesse Ventura's show, because that's yeah, ah, Jesse that's Ventura's no- conspiracy theory, but... That's four and, words that would have been I a can't... good,
1: that would have been a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that part about that. The, the people in this show just started sticking in product placements and a lot of the reviews, especially this show was that, you know, all the investigators quote unquote do is make up fabricated stories without any basis up, of proof. Make up fabricated. <laughs> stories.
0: See, well, and, that
2: actually... and, and then
1: actually. And just like talk to a quote unquote expert and have their mouths agape. <gasps> really? <gasps> It's kind of the, See, what was that of the Ghost Hunters?
2: My next one would have been, based on that information, if I didn't have the name, would have been Pawn Stars. Because <laughs> they do the same thing.
1: That does not surprise me at all.
2: Hey, yeah, I've learned a couple of things from Pawn Stars, but, you know, <laughs> basically don't ever take their first offer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of, yeah, just as fabricated as, from what I understand as all these uh, Ghost type conspiracy alien shows.
2: Yeah, what I like about Pawn Stars is, because I've actually been in the Pawn Shop Mm -hmm. in Vegas, so the part that you see on it looks really, really small, and they have this huge back room. What they don't show is the 5,000 feet behind them that is strictly Pawn Stars (laughs) merchandise. (laughs) So really, it is a 30-minute infomercial. Ah.
1: I believe it. So that's uh, Amazon one-star review quiz, and uh, yeah. congratulations, you guys tied. You're both co-queens
0: of the podcast this week. Boom. Yep. Kablam, fist bump. People about watching stuff, we actually saw My Week in Atheism. atheism. Oh, cool. This past week, uh, David Smalley came down and gave a small talk and... Screened the movie. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was good up until the very end.
2: Yeah, which he had nothing to do with. Yeah, because yet.
0: it's a Christian film as, uh, uh yeah. it's just Christians weaken in atheism. And, uh, what's his name? Oh yeah. John um, Christie, Christy. Jesus Christ, John <laughs> Christie. I hope his, his, his middle name is Harold. <laughs> Maybe Jesus H. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, got it. We're got, following. Yeah, okay.
2: But yeah, it's, it's actually, it's very interesting.
0: It is. And it, it does give a good atheist Viewpoint and the arguments, and David Smalley did a good job of keeping calm. Calm, yes,
1: and keeping to sound bites that they couldn't creatively edit. That sort of thing. Well,
0: not yeah. so much that they they actually did a good job of letting him speak, and and yeah, they they kept his ideas whole pretty much. But they uh, did uh, demonize. I want
2: to say I want to say this. Yes, they did. They they kept that, and which the was words, great. Yeah. But there was a lot of cinematography tricks yes. that were used. Okay. Uh, frequently, when they would when they would show the two of them together, Dave would be like leaning in to say something, so he was actually down further, and John Christie would be kind of puffing up a little bit and taller. So, in other words, having, the
0: atheist was smaller mm-hmm. on okay. the screen, yeah. shorter. And as he said, uh, he was told just to wear. T-shirts, while John Christie always wore, wore uh, yeah. n-
2: not a suit, but like a nice uh, button-down shirt. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there were there were cinematography tricks, but apparently there are some churches who told John Christie that they would not screen it because he basically wasn't mean enough to the atheist. <laughs> and for those churches, I say fuck off.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly.
1: So. So maybe tried, though. maybe not at home screening in a full-on kind of Southern Baptist place, but also not – it sounds like from your description of it, not at home being screened in even like a Unitarian-type place because it, it portrays the atheist in a slightly negative light as well?
0: Uh, not – no, no. It, not David Smalley in particular. Okay. But when they're talking, say, at Skepticon, uh, they do uh, a lot of pictures of – reactions to what uh the christian is saying and they're just basically pissed off because he's saying crap that they've heard a million times before Mm -hmm. that has Mm -hmm. been thoroughly uh discussed and shown Uh, to be lacking in its right intellectual at the the skeptic thing
2: you really do see john Christie throwing a couple of christians and you can see him kind of not really answering the specific question like we've talked about he pivots he, the question. he pivots the question around to his talking point. Yeah. yeah. And so you can see ex-
0: experienced orator.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: So it's it's a, it's a good good film. And it it does have good atheistic values, I guess. It
1: explains the atheistic viewpoint well. Yes. It's just yeah. but, there's there's a slight there's a filmmakers
0: point of view. bias, and then at the very end, there's a non sequitur kind of "I'm still a Christian," and it gets a completely different style than the rest of the movie is. So <laughs> it really took me out of it. But if you, if you get, uh, I highly recommend a seeing to see buy it,
2: it. I I recommend it. Okay. okay. So anyway.
1: what you're saying is, you, the movie was was interesting, but it didn't make you sick.
2: Right. Right. Okay. Like Ebola.
0: Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I missed
1: that Well it, it, <laughs> There's a lot of shit that happened in the last month That we could talk about There's the Malaysian airlines being shot down There's Israel and Palestine Basically going to war again yeah. But we thought we'd talk about something uh, Happier and lighter and fluffier Like
0: an Ebola outbreak Sure <laughs> um, What the hell is Ebola? <laughs> I'd like a Ebola Of a cereal
2: <laughs> oh my wow oh I, I think that Holy I'm, I'm a fuck. F- about to throw up actually at that, that, that one
0: that was the worst I've ever done something like that <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow okay. I've well, been watching for... too much
1: thumb theater is <laughs> <Ebola's> a virus <laughs> yeah.
2: right okay. it is considered a, one of the actually deadliest viruses around um, it has between a 50 and 90% kill ratio depending on which, basically, version you get. It has mutated several times.
1: There are, like, five main types of Ebola. Yeah.
2: But it is, it's a hemorrhagic fever. You you bleed
0: to death.
1: Well, you you start with flu-like symptoms, which they all seem to start with, fever, sore throat, muscle pains, that sort of thing. And then you move on to maybe having some liver-kidney problems, and then, then,
2: you pretty much just start bleeding out of every orifice right. that you have.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you, you start you start having the nausea and stuff, and then you're, and you, you start having the liver and kidney problems because your your uh, temperature goes way up, right? Mm-hmm. And that, right. and when it starts trying to fight the temperature, that's when everything kind of literally goes to shit. Shit.
1: And I, I think from what I read on this, one of the primary targets of the virus where it tends to latch on are the cells that line blood vessels, which is why bleeding problems are so related to Ebola. Because it kind of breaks down the blood vessels themselves. And you either can't clot in the beginning or you clot too much at the end or vice versa. And just, it's, it's not a pleasant thing. And, As of right now, there is no approved vaccine for it. There's
0: a lot of research that's kind of a year away, two years away. But there's sort of treatments for it if if you catch it in time. Uh, Um,
2: Basically, it's a lot like catching the flu. Lots of intravenous liquids. Basically, rest intravenous liquids and fingers crossed or or whatever, that your body is actually strong enough to to get through it.
1: Yeah, managing the levels of stuff. And if you start having kidney or or liver problems start to do things like dialysis and organ support and oxygen or whatever. There's no like drug for it. Um, yet there's like, well, that's something
2: we're going to be talking about. Yeah,
1: Like with the vaccines, there's a lot in trials now, but nothing has been FDA approved or I think approved in any of the other health agencies throughout the world.
0: Sure. But how many people are, I mean, more people, people are dying of the flu. Like right. tens of thousands versus like 900 of Ebola. Right. So there's not – despite the, the, it being the, a really nasty disease, there's not that big of a the, push the, to the, get
2: the, done. D- the, the difference is, is that, A, we do have flu vaccines and we sure. don't have an Ebola vaccine. The other thing is is that the flu, we know that it can be transmitted through the air – it, you know, you mm-hmm. sneeze in the general direction of somebody; they have a good chance of getting the flu. Right. You, there are mo-
0: There's a little Ebola, bit more. Ebola.
2: Ebola is you have to come in contact with bodily fluids. But that's not
0: quite true because, uh, according to one of the scaremongers, but he did back it up, and I did read some of no. the articles that he linked to. There was transmission between a monkey and a pig who were in separate cages and separated, but the Ebola was transferred through. What? Something or other. Yeah. That, Air. Well, that water. Is in thick. a
1: lab situation where you basically have the two cages kind of next to each other.
0: Yeah, but so, if you're in, a,
1: say, a plane... All it takes is one sneeze right. that they didn't <laughs> see. Right, exactly.
0: And, so, right, and they couldn't explain I, it, I think so. the,
1: the, the general case is in the wild, mo- like, I would say 90, 99%, whatever, of the transmission... Is based on bodily fluids, on blood, on sweat, on semen even, that kind of thing. And and the one of the biggest problems that um, pretty much every story you hear about this Ebola breakout that has been happening is even when the body is dead, it is still contagious. Yes. And a lot of the burial r- rituals in Africa deal with cleaning the body, embalming the body, and kind of preparing it for death in a very right. personal manner. Right. People keep catching it that way. And you right. and, and, and it's hard to talk people out of these traditions. The,
2: the problem is is that your chances of catching it when you come in contact with it, unlike the flu with like with the flu, good hand washing, all of that, you're you're get the flu shot. You're generally considered Not pretty safe. Right. Ebola You these, get it,
1: you're almost fucked.
2: The people yeah. that are working with victims of ebola have to wear the hazmat suits right you know and you're talking in an area where you've got a tremendous amount of distrust of western medicine and western practices you have a tremendous amount of distrust because like greg was saying you cannot follow traditional burials and nobody is adequately explaining it what they're saying is this is how it needs to be done, and it—sorry—it it, comes off looking imperialist. Right.
1: All, all the families see is someone taking away their loved one, and they never see them again.
0: Right. So, so real quick though, how long can the Ebola virus last outside of the body? Because the flu can only last uh, a, a short time. Right. Right. <laughs> but I'm it's not sure. I'm
2: uh, that is something that I'm not sure of. But the other problem that they have here is is that there is anywhere from a five day to three week incubation period where you don't know that you're sick.
1: It seems that most of the contagiousness is once people actually start presenting symptoms. So right. at least there's that, but it still could be very dangerous. But there's the dangerous. case of if, if you start getting the sniffles, you think you have the flu and you're infecting everybody on a plane flight.
2: Right. Which is why Liberia, which I have to to, to say this, They've done the right thing. Liberia itself has shut down its borders. the only th- The only basically outside contact that it's having right now is through their central airport. Mm-hmm. They have really kind of clamped down on trying to keep the spread within their own country
1: it It has been difficult in the African nations, unfortunately, because a lot of their borders are more porous, a lot of their governments are more uh, just a sweeping generalization, a lot more inept and corrupt. So there's additionally're talking the government and you're
2: also talking countries that are have very little gross domestic product lots you're of talking poor people yeah. yeah that portion of the world is extremely poor they do a lot of them do believe in witchcraft, so that's another thing that mm-hmm. has come into play is people believing that they got sick because they were cursed because you know their wife left them dead you know. I think there's, there
1: was there was one conspiracy that people say that they think there's a specific type of evil snake that if you look at, well, that's when you get sick and you die.
2: If you look at the pictures of the actual Ebola virus, it's very snake looking.
1: Yeah, but it, the actual Ebola virus itself is at like nanometer levels. Right. So the average African person has never seen the Ebola virus, so that's a little bit of a non sequitur. <laughs> I, I agree with the, the 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 statement that it does look snakeish, but no one would know that.
2: But, like I said, the problem is, is that right now, what I see is that, A, we're dealing with countries that flat out distrust the West and Western medicine. Mm -hmm. And, honestly, with good reason. Right. Very good reason. Let's get down to brass tacks here. The United States and the West have not exactly had the best record Mm -hmm. when it comes to things like this. And they hear the stories, you know, I mean, they're not completely isolated. They do hear our history. They do, you can talk to people and they will know, if they're at least somewhat educated, they'll know about the Tuskegee experiments.
1: Or they may have heard about the the way we found bin Laden in that it was through a vaccine drive system. So they may have heard that through lots of, like, uh, Muslim kind of exactly. activists or whatever, there's, and thought, you cannot trust Americans. They are telling us we're getting sick because of this, but.
2: They're the ones that are making us sick. Yeah,
1: we we know our traditions are to. We, we trust the, the local witch doctor or healer, whatever they're called, more than we would trust someone in a spacesuit coming into our right. village. And I, I know that's really stereotypical, saying that it's a village, because there's plenty of city bound people are getting sick as well.
2: So. Right. Well, for the most part, it has been kind of restricted to villages and cities
1: it's more likely yes
2: right although there is now evidence that it is hit a major city in nigeria through a, a basically a guy flying into nigeria um but how that one is playing out right now we're not really sure you know if that is i think it is actually still up to for debate whether or not he has actually been diagnosed with Ebola specifically. Well,
0: it makes, it makes more sense that it's going to do a more rural and less uh, advanced culture, I guess, uh, technologically advanced culture, because of uh, sanitary conditions, uh, mm-hmm. water supply, how, how they take care of dead bodies. If
1: you don't have a major source of water to wash your hands, right.
0: it's going pr- to yeah. create yeah. more spread. But yeah. uh, I, I just also looked up that the virus can survive for several days. In either liquid or dried material, mm-hmm. so it it's pretty good outside the body, right? And so, that's, yeah, that's a, and a that's lot of dangerous the thing.
1: discussion on how medical workers have to to deal with this. It's not just wearing the protective clothing; right. it's scrubbing down your instruments and not reusing needles well, and all that sort of stuff.
2: Exactly, and that's one of the things that like, when they've they've brought one patient back to the United States, he's being treated at Emory Hospital in Atlanta. Right near the Centers for Disease Control, the amount of protection that they do for this one patient—literally, mm-hmm. it was a plane that had an isolation booth in it—and then when he got off the plane, he was in he, the space he was
0: suit. in the space suit, yeah. And all and, of and all of the all of the—I I saw a picture of that. All of the other seats and everything were covered in plastic. I still wouldn't want to be on that plane. after. <laughs> but the
2: other side of that is, is that they're going to go in there and, and, you know, scrub. Lice all the
0: shit out of that and plane. And <laughs> Lice
2: all the shit out of it. Exactly. That is what they're going to do. Additionally, he is now in basically an area where he has little to no contact, except for the people who are taking care of him.
1: Through windows, through like window- three panes of glass windows kind of thing. So, yeah.
2: They're taking it very seriously. Unfortunately, bringing back an American patient, and they're actually bringing back a second American patient, right. because of how the system works, they could only really bring back one at a time.
1: Right. The The plane is only designed to handle one patient.
2: So now we've got the United States conspiracies. The <laughs> Armageddon, you know, it, it suddenly went from we have Ebola coming and I oh I saw this it was we have Ebola coming and then all those dirty little children from Mexico are Ebola carriers oh yeah like I mean just and I'm just like what
1: the fuck it's a lot of misunderstanding uh, just ignorance not just misunderstanding of of what's going on of where
0: Africa is (laughs) where Africa is
1: how it's transmitted in that it's not it's not as airborne as, say, the flu. It right. can, it could possibly be airborne, especially sneeze-borne. Right. But things like um, – I've seen some articles talking – you know, basically ranting about this, like, how can we bring someone to the Americas who has this condition, not understanding that they're being brought back in, like, full-on isolation booths like Donna just said, where that doesn't exist in Africa. People are being, quote-unquote, isolated in Africa – by special tents, not full on kind of suits and buildings and positive pressure environments, that kind of thing. They also will rant on about things like, Oh, this is spread to four countries where, like I said earlier, the borders are a little bit, are way more porous than America is. And they're the, the countries are the size of several States. So it's, it's it's not no, as even well, say the size yeah. of several states. Maybe. I would yeah. say that we could probably
2: yeah. fit them all in Texas or Alaska.
1: Exactly. Well, it depends on which. I'm from Jersey. I'm used to thinking small states. I apologize. <laughs> I have a size thing, but yeah, it's it's under, misunderstanding how. See, I got there first, so you couldn't make the joke. Um, it's misunderstanding how the virus works, how protective Western medicine can really be against something like that, and and how. the 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 situation in africa where it's mostly poor rural areas that sort of thing
2: well you know what i'm frankly i'm sick of the american public getting all of their science education when it comes to epidemiology from the movie outbreak okay (laughs) i thought it was 12 monkeys Uh, outbreak 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 is that's the one with dustin hoffman right yes everybody looks at that as oh my god this is what's going to happen the army is going to come in start quarantining people mm-hmm. who may or may not be sick. If you go to the hospital with a cold, you're going to be locked away with, you know, thinking that you have Ebola. You yeah. Know? A
1: lot of like civil liberties that they're just going to lock up any people they don't like and call them sick. Yeah. Exactly. Kinda anti-government, anti-Obama type.
2: Talk. And, and, and there is the talk of, and I've heard this and it's from, God, I hate to say this, members of my own family <sighs> saying things like, this wouldn't have happened, but Obama Obama's going to use this to to declare martial law. and, yeah, and but they be, said
0: that Bush for crying out loud.
1: Yeah, they said they they said that.
0: I'll believe it when I see it. Remember, yeah. there,
1: there's always going to be something that they're going to just go wild on, and never happens, and never, and they're never. Walk well, they've had
0: eight it. years of never of never taking
1: away all our guns. Yeah. And, and banning religion or something right. like that, or yeah, but
2: like I said, there's a lot of misconceptions about how Ebola is spread we're not we're yeah, not, just, not fighting... just in
1: Africa, but misconceptions here in the United right. States
2: there is a lot of misconceptions of how the c d c would handle a pandemic here in the states.
1: I honestly think the the level of i mean because um okay. Going back a second, uh, from what I understand from reading up on this, for the last kind of, I don't know, 20, 30 years, Ebola usually has hit about 1,000 people a year, and this year, halfway into the year, we're already at 2,000. So this is a big um, bloom of cases. Yeah. But pretty much most of them always are in Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, Central Africa, Western, kind of the Horn of Africa kind of stuff. It's mostly in Africa. Partially because that's where like the reservoir species like bats and maybe uh, non-human primates kind of thing are located. But also, like we said earlier, there's all this rural areas and not as good medicine. I honestly don't think that Ebola could really spread to the proportions that it has in Africa here in the United States because of our hygiene, because of our water, because of our medicine system. That Wow, you are- sound
2: almost like an anti-vaxxer. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no. Cause that's I, that's always there. No, that yeah. is a lot. I, I, that's a I, lot of the same argument. I, I
1: understand that that may be their argument, but I'm that's not, not what I'm trying to make. Right, and I know. I know you're not accusing me, but I agree that it has that kind of sound. But I'm not saying that um, that we don't need a treatment, that we don't need a vaccine, because it would be wonderful. But it's less likely if it happens, it's less likely to spread as quickly to become as big, because possibly. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe in New York where people live closer together, but people aren't swapping fluids or burying their neighbors as much as in Africa.
2: <laughs> well, the okay, so one of the fear mar, fear-mongering articles is from ConsciousMediaNews.com, and it really was kind of very fear-mongering, but they at least backed up some of the stuff that they had to say. Nice.
1: Was that the one that uh, focused on the idea that it may be that Ebola is slightly airborne in some ways. Yeah, okay. well,
2: they made a, I would say, a they used a layman's term for trying to describe a scientific spread, and they they well, messed it up a little well, bit.
0: Well, they said airborne, which mm-hmm. is uh, how flu is spread, but not yeah. necessarily how the Ebola is. However, they made the good case that from a layman's point of view, it doesn't really matter. Right. If, if you can talk to someone and there's a little spit that right. gets on you, that's pretty much airborne if you're not <laughs> touching to
1: them. Yeah. You don't have to physically come in contact with Either. someone. You don't have to grab their face to get Ebola. Yeah,
0: it's not like spooky action at a distance or anything. Right.
2: <laughs> um, Although
0: it quite literally is in that case.
2: And <laughs> one of the points that they made is is that If this does escape Africa, the one place you don't want to be is a densely populated area, kind of like Mm -hmm. where we are. Honestly, it's not the place you want to be. Right. But honestly, the chances of it coming here, it's got got quite a bit of...
1: It's got several kind of uh, things in between that would really have to go wrong.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, there'd be a lot more of a perfect storm for it to really blow out up in America,
0: which which can happen. I mean, yeah. you still have the one guy getting on the plane who was ill, full of a hundred people, and because they don't think it's airborne or contagious, or they
1: think it's the flu for the first couple right. weeks,
0: so they let those hundred people go out. And I mean, this is this is, no. and this just goes back to the twelve monkeys scenario, yeah. or right? Right. Stephen King's The Stand. It's the oh sure yeah, same idea.
2: Um, there was also. There was a guy who wrote books and who was an airline pilot, and specifically about like what happens if you have this like right. passenger on the plane. Kind of scary shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because one of the one of the things that because uh, that
2: is a very tightly controlled environment.
0: Right, B- because one thing I learned about QI is that uh, the circulation of the air is far less now that they've stopped smoking. So you're actually sitting in the same bloody air for four hours.
1: Almost R- literally bloody yeah. air.
0: Yeah. So it's much easier for an infection to spread on modern planes. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should bring back smoking. That's the wrong lesson.
2: (laughs) No, actually, this is actually kind of almost a perfect segue. One of the ways that they are looking at treating this is this new medication coming out of, I believe it is California, where they basically genetically modified a bacterium. A
0: virus, tobacco
2: st- strain, right. and uh, basically retroviral drugs to kind of attach to the Ebola and hopefully cure it. it, it
1: yeah, it's essentially the the genetically modified virus slash bacteria are put into a tobacco plant, which has been genetically altered to produce more human like proteins than ana- than plant proteins. And as the virus and bacteria spread throughout the plant, the bacteria basically helps the virus spread. The plant produces the antibodies that they can use to either do vaccine or medication for humans.
2: Right. Basically this company that had it had three samples. So they froze it down to this sub-zero temperature and they took these three samples to Africa and treated people with it. Of course, people are now like, Oh, look, they've got a treatment for Ebola.
1: Or they, they gave the treatment to the two Americans, Since, but they wouldn't
2: give it to everybody right. else. Right, and say, and yeah. that's another kind of mystery of, you know, Oh, look, they're willing to treat their own, they're not willing to treat the Africans, they're just willing to let us die, blah, the, blah, blah. the problem
1: is this, this drug called ZMAP, which is what it's called if you guys want to look it up, is not FDA approved. It's still in, like, phase one, maybe two clinical trials. Which, it has not been approved, it's still being experimented with.
0: I don't even think it's in... Human, yeah, it,
1: human trials. It's not yet. in human trials yeah. yet. So maybe phase one, like, vit- in vitro.
2: But what they did is they took trials. it to Africa and gave it to people. Yeah. Kind of skirting yeah. the FDA rules. Yeah, because the FDA it, well,
0: is not in Africa. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, like the Onion said, I think uh, we're only, what, 12 more six wh- sick white guys away from, uh, from discovering the cure.
1: Actually normal. caring about the yeah. disease. Yeah. That is a depressing side to this, that people think that that it's just black people and they don't care.
2: You know what? Honestly, and I'm going to say this, that is how a lot of Americans feel about it, is that Mm -hmm. it's an African problem. Yeah. The problem is, is that this, in my opinion, what I see as the problem is, is that this is a disease that is very likely to spread quickly. Right. It's already proven that it can Every year it once again seems to be jumping ahead of us evolutionary wise the the or just the that the change, world is
1: getting smaller, well, so it 's more likely that people are coming in contact but
2: also the change though from Ebola's Zaire to this new one, which they haven 't really named i mean they sh- they've managed to map it and they're sh- they're sharing about ninety seven percent of the same DNA but this year's is so much more deadly. And that's the problem. This yeah. Ebola Zaire, which they they were like, Oh my god, this is the worst one ever. Well, well guess what? Ebola just went, Bring it on, bitch, because well, I could reason well, no, it. Up I, mean, I
1: think the original Zaire strain, whatever, when they first found it, was the one that was like ninety percent deadly. Where this one about two thousand people have gotten it and just under just between nine hundred and a thousand people have died from it. So it's about fifty percent mortality right now. It's yeah but it's likely to get worse. But it, it's a, not as bad as it could be.
2: I'm going to say that, yes, it is likely to get worse. But the other side of that is is that the Zaire did not spread as quickly as mm-hmm. this new strain.
1: Maybe its transmission is a little bit more than Zaire, or the world has gotten smaller, or governments have gotten less effective. But I don't know how that could possibly be, given how not great effective they are now. It It could be really bad, but we've got at least some effort of pouring money into these countries to try to make some effort to try to educate the populace to say, I'm sorry, but you just cannot do your burial rituals anymore. You have to, we have to cremate these bodies. I'm, and, and it's, it's tough to basically yeah, not have you... that cynical sign of like, no, you just can't do this. We're going to. You,
2: and you know yeah. what you sound like to them when you say that.
1: Exactly. That's the, that's the problem. It's hard to not be that kind of, no, no, You're wrong. I am going to tell you what to do, trust me, but of course they're not going to But they're not yeah.
2: – so yeah, you've got – that's the the problem, is that Western medicine, even in our own Western culture, is getting a bad rap. Mm-hmm. When you take it to a country that still believes that witchcraft is why a guy can't get a boner, yeah. trying to say, hey, look, we know better, that's not going to come across. That's not going to – it's honestly it's just not going to work
1: i think what this kind of says on a broader sense if we want to kind of pivot to something else is the idea that this is why small skepticism like you know the the local psychic like the long island medium not being you know not wanting that on tv or sylvia brown or being pro-vaccine in general in the americas where it's not as bad as it could be or I I don't know, you know, saying, you know, there's no evidence for Bigfoot. Let's not worry about it. Let's stop looking. All that small skepticism comes in really handy for proving that it is important to trust the scientific process and trust science and trust medicine when these big skepticism problems happen.
0: Sure, but we're having the same problem uh, here in the United States with the vaccines and the GMOs right. and stuff where –
1: which ties into this entire mm-hmm. conversation, because it's all about vaccines, it's all about medicines, it's all about GMOs well, about, with, the, about un-
0: with the plants. People who are uneducated being told by people who have something to sell. Yeah. And, and, and it's easy to make a case that sounds good, but isn't true. You know, mm-hmm. lie, travels around the world, truth. Goodness, yeah, there was
1: um, some case mentioned in one of these articles about this group of people went around, I think it was Sierra Leone, uh, to different places, and were saying we're going to give you vaccines, or, or a story was going around, it's unsubstantiated, right. that people were saying, oh, here's an Ebola vaccine, right. and kids started dying. That means people are not going to trust when someone actually does have a vaccine. Right. It's crying wolf. Um, and, and it's also
0: making people not trust medicine or anything. Yeah. Yeah. An interesting thing that that uh, on, on the plus side about the pseudoscientific type of stuff is – you're not seeing homeopaths without borders <laughs> working on an Ebola vaccine. In fact, they're nowhere near there They're as nowhere far near as I this. Know.
1: They're not treating it at right.
0: all. Oh, I I do need to take exception to one thing you said. You said two thousand people have come down with the latest version of Ebola. It's mm-hmm. seventeen hundred people total with Ebola and nine hundred and thirty two deaths from Ebola. Right. So, so it's, less it, 2, it's less than two thousand. It's less than two thousand. Nine hundred and thirty yeah. just Overall, so far. But what's different this time is a lot of hospital workers, uh, 50 mm-hmm. hospital workers, have died. Yeah, right.
1: so you've got the the basic hospital hygiene, even in Africa, that people try to do, even if they don't have yeah. the supplies. That is not working like it might have worked before. Exactly. Right. You know, just a mask and gloves may not be enough anymore, which speaks to Donna's point earlier about maybe it's more communicative than it was.
2: Right. Well, I mean, you're... Okay, so... Breaking it down into the brass tacks. You have a deadly disease in in an area where you don't have the sanitation. You don't have the internal infrastructure of, quote, modern Western society. You are also dealing with people who do not trust Western medicine. You are also dealing with people who have their own ways of doing things. Yeah. And one of the biggest fights that is being fought right now is literally convincing the local people not to basically burn down the hospital that their loved ones are in in order to get them out.
1: Yeah, they're right. blaming the the hospital workers for...
2: Making them sick.
1: Yeah, or, or not yeah. giving them back or, or
2: right. holding but them hostage. Correlation-causation
0: yeah. kind yeah. of stuff, right? It makes perfect sense that if, if you're, you're not disseminating the information that the people need in a way that they can easily understand, mm-hmm. and you have people fighting against it, you know, is the same way with having the evangelicals go on there and try and, you know, do the kill the gay laws, Yeah, right? You know, all of this stuff is has happening because you have gay people in your village. Didn't used to be a problem before, but now all of a sudden it is.
1: Yeah, so right. so if you say, if you touch on those fears, right. like... Right. Every person you, who has been taken away from your village has never come back. Therefore, you should not let anybody be taken away from your village, even if someone says they're sick. Sure, all right. that kind of wrapped and into then, and so, but they, fears, but they have to yeah.
0: figure out a way to uh, respect the beliefs of the yeah. people while still keeping, like, especially when people die. You know, there's there's got to be a way for them to interact while they're sick so they Mm -hmm. say okay i can see them and then not let them take the people home (laughs) you know maybe i don't know put them in a a bath that destroys the virus or whatever that allows them to do that Mm -hmm. i don't know right but but certainly they're being culturally insensitive to to the people who are living there so yeah exactly
2: so you're you're fighting not just cultural insensitivity you're also fighting those conspiracy theories, sure that are that are building up, and just like some of the some of them are you know oh, they're using this to steal our organs
1: yeah <laughs> it's it's cannibals taking their bodies, and yeah
2: but the fact is is that there are people in their own country that are helping to spread those rumors,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: whether it is. And us Westerners
1: through, spreading our own w- rumors is not helping.
2: Right. But whether it is through, whether those rumors are being spread through their lack of understanding, their, their lack of understanding of the West, because like a lot of the, oh, it's witchcraft. That is how they explain things. That is their worldview. Mm-hmm. Us coming in there and going, well, you're, you know, your, your father died and we burned his body. They're going to be like, what the fuck?
0: Now yep. his soul you, is now If not you burned it,
2: if you burned it, that to them that is, oh, it was witchcraft because that's the only way to get you know get rid of the witch. Yeah. As opposed to that, if he died a good, promising death, whatever, <laughs> that he would be taken care of in a specific way, with the body being washed and taken care of by his family, and all of the, and all of a sudden you're like, oh look, you know, and you see guys walking around in spacesuits. Yeah. And then like I said, the stories of how Americans are reacting to it. They get this stuff. So yeah.
1: it's scary, but hopefully science will help solve these problems and also the science of things like anthropology and psychology to help well, it's not talk like we with can people. leave the
0: planet or anything. But well,
1: science is the answer.
2: Science is the answer, but science has to be backed by the social sciences in order to explain the answer. Yeah. But speaking of science, doing harder good,
0: sci- harder sciences too. Rocket, rocket science, in fact. Let's talk of something happy. Yes, a very. Because <laughs> I'm
2: not a rocket surgeon. That's
0: right. <laughs> nor am I. Nor am I. But something really cool. Uh, it, if if you've been under a rock, you probably haven't heard about this. And in fact, my roommate didn't hear about this. So I was like, "You haven't heard about Rosetta?"
2: I honestly will say this: I hadn't heard of it until you guys mentioned it to oh, me.
0: Okay, and it has, and
1: it was a story that started ten years ago.
0: Yes. So Rosetta is a spacecraft by the European Space Agency, not by NASA.
2: I was going to say, does it have something to do with languages?
0: Cause no, that's... no. But it is named after the Rosetta Stone because the idea is to park it around the comet. And then try and get to know this comet very well.
1: So we can
2: understand so, the... B- brown chicken, brown cow. Exactly.
1: It was more understanding the basic building blocks of the solar system because most, the, most comets, which is what it's going to visit, are the we original assume. building blocks of the We've, leftovers of the creation of the solar system. Th- we think that's the truth, yeah.
0: yeah. So, originally it was supposed to uh, visit a different comet, but there were problems with the launch mechanism... The, the rocket blew up. Apparently the surgeon did a bad job. <laughs> and so instead of meeting up with a comet in 2011, they decided to go with a far more, what's the word, tongue-twistery name, Comet <laughs> 67P slash Churyumov-Gerasimenko. Gerasimenko? Whatever. Uh, we'll just call it 67P. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, CG. So in 2004 this was launched in March 2004 and it is finally after 10 years and some months and some days finally not quite in orbit but certainly matching the velocity of this comet
1: it rendezvoused yes with yes. like what it's like a 60 mile comet or 60 mile wide or something and you think of the scale of the just well, the solar
0: system yeah, yeah no they they're they're uh 100 kilometers away from the comet right now.
1: Okay currently. But, the, but the, I'm I'm saying like hitting that bullseye.
0: Oh yeah in no, the si-
1: that tiny comet in the size of the solar system right. and you're and uh, but, you know it's been out there for 10 years so this thing has been looping around the sun the earth mars whatever Well that's, that's the whole thing. multiple Think, times. Okay if you
0: don't believe that we don't know uh we don't have a theory of gravity and a theory of, well, even, well, even well, some great
2: comfort to understand exactly. the theory of gravity. Yeah, gravity
0: is in space. Okay, er- so we launched the sucker in 2004. It, it's looped around Earth three times, it's looped around Mars once, and it's been all the way out near Jupiter just to get close to a comet, and right now it's two astronomical units away from us. And uh, 1 AU is the distance from the sun to the earth, so it's actually twice as far away from us as it is as we are from the sun. If that makes sense. And granted, you know, yeah. in, since we're in an elliptical orbit, that changes a little bit. <laughs> Whatever. Deal with it. Average. Right. So let's just go through the timeline real quick, and then we'll get into even more interesting things. So first of all, this is the first time... ...that we've orbited or even got anything near a comet. Now, we've shot... We being humanity. Humanity, exactly. So that's a first. 2nd of March, 2004, launch. March, 2005, gravity assist from Earth. February, 2007, Mars gravity assist. November, 2007, Earth gravity assist. It flew by an asteroid in September of 2008. It got the last gravity assist from Earth in 2009... It flew by another asteroid, Lutitia, in July of 2010, and then they put it in the hibernation for three years, well, two and a half years. And so January of this year, they took it out of hibernation. Sixth of August, it is an almost orbiting a comet right. right now. It's actually making little triangles around the comet for our next. To kind or of so. map out its gravitational signature because it's this oddly shaped
1: kind of. Two potatoes stuck together kind yeah, of someone thing.
0: said it look, kind of looks like a rubber ducky But I heard uh, on the BBC Science News Now Or Science Times podcast That the guy was saying Kind of looks like a Klingon bird of prey Now that we get better <laughs> pictures of it <laughs>
2: It's so, actually, a little disturbing.
0: Yes, yes. So uh, you can go on to the European Space Agency's blog. It's uh, mm-hmm. blogs.esa.int/rosetta, and they've got pictures up now
1: and pictures of like the scale compared to like mountains on Earth. Yeah, it's
0: almost the size of Mount Fuji. Right. I mean, it's it's the same height, height, height length as it is high, yeah. but obviously the mass of Mount Fuji is much more.
1: And the reason why this mission specifically is historic. Is you may have mentioned, you, you may have heard, dear listener, of other missions like I think with this, like Stardust or whatever, that flew by comets, right, and or past, past asteroids right. or something like that on other missions or whatever. This is the first one to go there and kind of Hang stop out. with it. Yeah, the, the or, last well, move the, along with it, but not not just fly by it and say, okay, see you later.
0: Yeah, because the the one that that did have a deep impact, they were going sixty five kilometers per hour past each other, mm-hmm. uh, and there were like some. A horrible distance away, and they still managed to hit it. And if I recall correctly, uh, Rosetta got a picture of that, so it was actually pointed at it at the time. <laughs> the first, uh, orbiting a comet, that's the first. Uh, sampling a comet, that's what we're going to do. We're going to shoot a harpoon at it. It's like a big, giant Moby Dick in space. Is that the Philale probe? Yeah, Philale, okay. I believe. Philale. Okay.
1: Yeah. Not, not the um, no. Phallus probe. No, or the Philatio no. probe. No. no.
0: It also is one of the first ones to get out near the orbit of Jupiter and then come back. So right. that's kind of cool. They have a couple of problems, of course, 14 years in the making, 10 years in the making. Sorry, 2014. 10 years in the making. There's,
1: well, they're probably a few years designing the probe first. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: So they have a sm- slight problem with their reactive system. So in other words, their fuel system. Is, it's not quite as efficient as, it's, as they would like, but they have plenty of fuel to finish out the mission, which mm-hmm. is going to end in 2015. Oh, the other thing is, it's going to follow the comet around the sun. How cool is that?
1: <laughs> and it's got a bunch of different instruments on it. It's got, yeah, like, tons. Uh, obviously, it has a camera, a, a spectrometer, a little radio telescope, I guess, to see if the the comet is beaming reruns of Isle of Lucy. I don't know, but, yeah. <laughs> and, and various other instruments. Yeah, it has
0: radio waves, yeah. radio science. It has microwave instruments. Uh, it has maybe uh, that 's for mapping visible and in infrared yeah. thermal cameras, and then it also has an ultraviolet imaging spectrograph called Alice, which uh, surprisingly doesn 't stand for anything <laughs> like okay, so check this out so so they have the RSI, which is a radio science investigation, they have concert. Comet nucleus sounding experiment by radio wave transmission. They have Miro, microwave instrument for the Rosetta orbiter. They have Virtus, visible and infrared thermal imaging spectrometer. <laughs> OSIRIS, optical spectroscopic and infrared remote imaging system. And ALICE, Alice. <laughs> an ultraviolet imaging spectrograph. Oh, Which is <laughs> named after the, the Arlo Guthrie song. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. I decided to name it. Oh, there's also Rosina, Midas, Cosima, and Giada. Uh, which, also, so it's, which it's, are gas particles. It's like a
1: car-sized probe packed with instruments. Exactly. And, and uh, the the thing I, I, I'm still flabbergasted most is just the math involved on of doing, getting that right. Especially because I didn't know earlier that it originally was intended to hit, well, not hit, but go to another comet, but they launched it and said, ooh, we fucked up, and they turned it. <laughs> they, they said, okay, well, let's go to that comet instead. I mean, that gives me hope for the... Um, New Horizons probe that's going out towards Pluto, that they're not entirely sure exactly where everything is in the neighborhood there. They don't know exactly what they're going to visit there, but they are going to be able to steer it to say, okay, let's hit Pluto and Charon and, oh, there's this new lump of rock. Let's go look at that. Exactly.
0: Go look at it. <laughs> so, so here's, here's kind of a cool thing that, since I'm a communications kind of guy, electrical engineer, the information coming from Rosetta... Depending on where it's at and all kinds of different conditions, it can go from 45,000 bits per second down to 22,000 bits per second receiving, okay. okay?
1: How is that compared to a 1990s modem?
0: Uh, it's actually 38 kilobytes so okay. that's not too bad. 1990s. The uplink, but in space. Right. <laughs> the uplink is 2,000 bits per second. <laughs> That's hardly anything. But interestingly...
1: Well, all we have to do is say, send the command to take picture. It takes a lot more data to send the picture back. Sure.
0: Yeah, right, but also uploading anything so, to take care of, like the failing one of the wheels. New firmware, yeah. Yeah. So, But the, the really interesting thing, and very amazing to me, is it's broadcasting 548 kilowatts. Of data, so think about FM transmitters that go about thirteen, maybe fifty miles or so. That's you know that's a hundred kilowatt station. Okay. Uh, UHF frequencies for television broadcasts at about you know five megawatts. Okay. okay. So this is, it's it's actually quite a lot of power coming back. Our receiving power because of because it spreads out obviously in a, in a three hundred sixty degrees. Or you could just say a cone, doesn't matter. But it's transmitting at 548,000 watts, and we're receiving it at 2 times neg 23 watts. So 2.7 femto watts. So
1: very, very, a, very, very,
0: very, very, very small number. So
1: there's a lot of loss.
0: There's a crap load of loss. because but if we up. have
1: enough like radio telescopes spread al- across, we can pick that up. Right.
0: So, yeah. the, so the largest one that they have, uh, ESA's New Norcia, is a 35-meter telescope. And that has a 63 dB of gain. And so we're actually receiving 1.83 femtowatts. <laughs> and this is, like, amazingly small. Now, when we're transmitting to it, we're only transmitting... Oh, like, hold on. We're only transmitting to it at 20 kilowatts. So it's transmitting to us in a non-directional sense at uh, 548 kilowatts. But we're transmitting in a directional sense at 20 kilowatts. So not even an FM radio station. It's just insane that we can do this. So
2: maybe, awesome. maybe if their internet provider could hook them up with an appointment, but you do have to be there all day. <laughs> yeah, but waiting yeah. for the I understand appointment. i that
0: uh, BT
1: doesn't make uh, house calls. <laughs> it's fun to watch Gary geek out on this engineering uh, stuff. I
2: know, I love it. I love it when. Oh, it, well, it's. I guess it's kind of like you when you get talking about like music and psychology, and me, you know, kind of getting my Anthro and uh, film my yeah. anthro hard on. <laughs>
0: Exactly. So that's a really cool thing. We're basically orbiting a comet right now. We're 100 kilometers away. We're going to get within 30 kilometers, and we're going to harpoon it.
1: (laughs) So really awesome science, but... Not quite as dramatic as when the Curiosity landed and we went to the bar to toast to science and yes. watch it land and all that. But still pretty awesome. That
2: was a fun yeah. night.
0: I think, it, had this not happened at 2 o'clock in the morning, we may have uh, <laughs> <laughs> been out there. So cool. So uh, ch- check out the uh, European Space Agency's website. Uh, JPL's helping them out, of course, so they're going to mm-hmm. have stuff. Phil Plate, of course, is totally geeking out about it. It's really <laughs> awesome. But yay humanity, yay science, because this is awesome. So, what do we have next?
1: Is that it? We're about an hour 20. We're good.
0: Holy shit. What did we learn? Uh, We learned that reality shows suck, still, (laughs) and probably will in the future.
1: Especially ones about supernatural paranormal stuff.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm waiting for the... Who wants to... No, no. um, Yeah, you know, scientists got talent, or... uh, (laughs) Who who wants to be a a particle physicist? (laughs) Those would be nice. (laughs) That would be interesting. Um, As opposed
1: to America's next psychic kid or some stupid thing.
0: Uh,
1: We also learned that we're all
0: going to (laughs) die!
1: Well, probably not. But only slowly and painfully.
0: Yes. Over a period of years. Uh, And we also learned that science is cool. Yeah, Yeah. With the Rosetta. So, Amazon, Ebola, Rosetta... Uh, it sounds I'll so hot hut hut. So, all right. So, thanks, thanks for joining us this week, peoples. Actually, this month. Yeah. This month, uh, we'll get we'll get back on on schedule here
1: uh, soon. Maybe. Yeah. So in September we're gonna start back up with weekly episodes. Or at
0: least that's the plan. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay.
2: Sounds <laughs> good. Bye. All right. So thanks for joining us. Thank you, Donna and Greg. Thank you, Gary and Greg.
1: Thank you, Gary, Donna, and Harpo
0: for being uh, Harpo. vocal at Gary early in the episode. Indeed. I needed that. All right. Have a great month, a great week, a great day, a great hour, and a great minute. And drive safe and blah, blah, blah. Outfitters in. Don't take any wood nickels. Yeah. Okay. people even say that anymore? I do. I'm oh. a people.
1: Sure. Technically.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am a people. <laughs> Me and my people. That's
2: what you want to think. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've seen the little plant starting to. Perhaps peek you out were of
0: created me. that way with memories, to to make it think that you were something or other. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I have no clue. That's okay. I've lost it.
1: I'm not sure we've said gu- probably said goodbye to <laughs> the goodbye! audience yet. Yeah, yeah. Bye. All right, bye.
0: <laughs> the Long Island iced teas personally. Mm.
2: Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I sounds
0: see. tasty. Yes.
1: So on that loat loat. loat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on that loping along. So it's on. been a while.
1: Yes, yes, it is. Okay. Um, so on that note, uh, let's move on to number two. So Donna is winning two to one. Okay.
2: You mean one to zero?
1: Metaphorically speaking. I has
2: boobs. I know do math. (laughs) Wow. Seriously? I said that?
1: I said two to one. We've done one so far. How can it be two to one? I think
0: I think this was rigged. (laughs) (laughs) Are you giving her an extra one because she's a girl?
2: Power of the boobs.
1: Read, read her her shirt, but don't look at her boobs. It sucks to be me. (laughs) Yes, yes, it does.
2: Okay, so number two.
1: Let's move on to number two. Dinos ahead. One nothing. That's true. That is true. You are losing, Carrie. Number two. What a joke.